Last time on Many Realms. Ulicon traveled the thicket, helping those in need with his powerful magic. At the top of the tower, he placed the candle, declaring that its light should burn and pierce the gloom of the thicket forever. As he got older, he also took on an apprentice, Selway, to whom he began to impart his teaching. Anisha, the candle was not secure. No, stop! A jet of white light erupts from the end of the wand directly to the center of the candle, which explodes. I'm Jillian. I play Anisha. It's good to be here. I'm Jordan. I play Mateo. It's good to be here. I'm Eli. I play Olivet. It's good to be here. I'm Jory. I'm playing Juniper. It's good to be here. I'm Jesse. Take my hand. Come with me. There's no time. This is Many Realms. on Tower Hill, slowly and coldly. It is the end of summer entering autumn, and this morning a chill stirs in the air. The townsfolk are lost, utterly. Almost all of them saw the candle destroyed as they enjoyed the celebration in the market stalls last night. A couple of them also were attacked by wax poppets that sprung to life. They weren't especially vicious, but they certainly were unexpected. The town guard, along with Captain Olivet Alvera, did their best to contain the crisis and to ensure the safety of all of the villagers. This morning, Captain Alvera sits in the town hall in a private meeting with three village keepers. There is Florentine. She represents the slightly wealthier, slightly more expansive uphill district of Hilltop. There is Stevenitis, who represents the merchant districts, all of the businesses, and tries to make sure the economy of the village is as strong as it can be. And there is Orlock, the slightly controversial straightforward, open-minded representative of the Low Street District, where a lot of the population lives amid smaller, more cramped, or shabby dwellings. The three of them sit at a large oak table opposite you, Captain Alvera. And Florentine says, Why don't you just start from the beginning? Well, I don't know how much there is to tell, to be honest. The merchants came in in the caravan... One of them, the magic shopkeeper, began screaming when they made it to the market square, said that she had been enchanted. We pursued Chase towards the tower, finding out that she had kidnapped one of the young apprentices of the tower. And from there, everyone saw what happened. Elgriff took a look at uh, Granny, she is called, and he did find evidence that she had been influenced by a charming spell. I can only imagine how terrifying that must have been for her. 
Yes, she uh, she mentioned as much, and I have no reason to believe she was colluding with these people. Um, I don't know if you found anything different, but she seems to know nothing else. We did a thorough search of all of the caravans after the incident, of course. It turns out the um, woman with the scarves and the shawls also had a fair amount of brandy to sell without paying duties on, but in the light of the circumstances, we decided it was not an issue we needed to press further. But say again, what happened at the cemetery? She ran from the tower. Um, what is that girl's name? Jasmine? Uh, I think Juniper. She came along with me to the cemetery and there was this boy there with her who raised these wax puppets to life. They weren't very strong, but I had never seen anything like it. And the captain sort of like bows and says, I hope that you'll forgive me for my failings as a guard. I have no excuses and I will accept any punishments. Orlock says, well, more than anything, I'm glad that no one sustained any serious injuries. I think we have you to thank for that, Captain Alvera. Of course, these events are unfortunate, but it is not a question of what's happened, but what our response to it shall be. I am Southern. (laughs) (laughs) He says, um, we took one of these wax dolls to Elgriff. He was able to examine it as well, and he determined that, um, necromancy is the cause of their animation. I don't know anything of the arcane myself, but I know that word well enough, and I don't like it. Stevenitis interrupts, and he says, I think it's obvious here that we need to focus on repairing the wall and arming the citizens. We can only assume that another attack is imminent. Now, the merchants in this caravan have requested permission to leave Tower Hill as of noon, but it's my opinion that we should not grant that. It is not safe for us to open the gates for even a moment longer. And Florentine interrupts and says, well, I think it's best we not put the city into a panic after all. I mean, no one was hurt, like we said. Of course, a great tragedy has befallen us, but I think we need to focus on how we can restore the candle. I've no idea how or if it could be done, but that is where our efforts must be spent. They're all kind of talking over each other now, and Orlok says, Well, look, I mean, it's one thing to start a militia. I don't think that'll help. We were targeted by two individuals. We have no idea if they worked for a large organization or anything like that. And Florentine says, You're not listening to me. And Steve Knightis says, If any of you care about this village's well-being, and they just sort of fall into argument. Okay. I think the captain kind of yells and gets him to shut the fuck up. Can I say that? Oh, yeah. All right. Fuck. Anyway. (laughs) Felt good. Listen, the city is already in a panic. This has never happened. We have no protocol. As for those two figures that you saw, I believe a militia is completely within reason because you didn't see it, and I did. And I have been into the thicket before, but I've never seen that. So, regardless of what you say, I will let you handle the duties within the city, but I am the captain of the guard, and we are forming a group, and we are going to find them. Stevenitis looks very uh, smug when you say that. Orlock and Florentine look rather annoyed, and Florentine says, 
Thank you, Captain Alvera. That will be all. I leave. Okay, Anisha, what are you doing? I am really at a loss because as the tower keeper, I'm supposed to keep the tower. I keep trying to remind myself I am trying not to beat myself up about my choices, so I'm having a lot of inner conflict. I give the apprentices the day off to, you know, be sad. And I think I just try and clean up kind of what's, what's left of, like, the pieces and try and just kind of keep them all together. The apprentices are pretty well-trained and obviously horrified and don't really respond well to the idea of a day off. Mm. They tail you around the tower and pester you and pick up things before you can reach to bring them to where they think you want to put them. They're at a complete loss of what to do. So they spend a lot of time with you at the top of the tower, also cleaning the debris from the candle room. They're picking up each individual piece of the great candle like they have never seen it before and sort of tenderly and cautiously stroking the bricks and boulders of teal wax that stand ankle high in the room. And Seth is pretty quiet. His sort of abduction was a lot more terrifying. Naola was at least sort of taken to her room and put kind of on her bed, but Seth was in a strange place with strange people for a good couple of hours of the night. So he seems quite shaken and quiet. And Naola, who's also older and a bit more mature, um, won't stop asking you questions. She says, so... How are we going to fix the tower? And the candle? What do we do? Tell me what to do. I, I, I didn't make the candle, so I don't know. I don't make candles. That's not, not a question I can answer. Well, if you can't answer it, then who can answer it? I suppose we can talk to Elgriff? Or Keon? There has to be something we can do. If Ulicon made this candle, then he also made a way to fix it. He thinks of everything. He always thought of everything. You told us that. I did. Do you think maybe there's something... Do you think maybe there's something in the manor? She's referring, of course, to Yulikon's manor, which stands in the shadow of the tower, into which no living soul has entered since he died, more than 150 years ago. It is said to be guarded by intense and deadly magical wards. What do you mean? Something inside? Well, if that's where he kept his wizard stuff, where he did all his wizard things, his wizard house with the wizard book. Uh, it's possible, but as you know, the manor is very heavily warded and it would be unwise to go anywhere near it. Well, we can't just stand around here forever. We have to do the apprentice stuff. We have to do something. Yes. Uh, well, why don't uh, one of you summon Elgriff and the other summon Keon? And we will have a meeting. Okay. Come on, Seth. She grabs him by the hand and leads him down. Juniper. Mm-hmm. You are in the Chandlery. Yes. Keon is normally, like, a nice enough guy. I mean, we opened with him yelling at you a little bit. But that was um, not even yelling, just sort of like softly chastising. He's usually quite cheerful, very quiet, um, and friendly and beloved in the town. And today he is unlike you've ever seen him before. 
He is sitting listlessly. He is running his fingers through his long, shaggy brown hair and playing with the dozen or so earrings that he has in his long, elfy ears. And he looks up at you as you come in for the morning and he says, I don't think there's much work for you to do today, my dear. Even I'll... I can clean, I can... Why don't, why don't you clean something? Find something to clean. I do that. I assume where we make the candles is waxy and gross. I oh, get my little scraper. Yeah. And I start a scraping, keeping an eye on Keon. Sure. He has a small box of sympathy candles on his lap on the chair. Mm-hmm. And he is playing with them, lighting them, blowing them out, and relighting them to see how they burn just like ordinary candles through the opaque white wax of a sympathy candle you can always see just like the shade of teal right at the very heart of the object that is the candle seed that comes from the great candle and sometimes Keon will hold a candle up delicately and let it burn all the way and sort of flick the candle seed like it's an old light bulb that he mm-hmm. just wishes he could will back into function but he doesn't say anything to you I don't think he has anything to say. All right. Until Seth comes into the chandlery and says, um, uh, Master Chandler, um, Anisha would like to call Master Tower and Master... Is, is there still the Tower Master? Anisha would like to call a meeting for you and them and Elgriff. And, um, without even waiting to see if Keon comes back, he turns and runs out. And, um, Keon says, uh, I would rather deal with this myself, Juniper, if that's okay. You're doing a great job with that scraper. You mean the meeting? Yes. Would you mind if maybe I tagged on? I was there last night. Maybe I can help somehow? Okay, well, I I suppose. Um, But you're going to have to put the closed sign up. Okay, I can do that. And put out the closed sign. Okay, Matea, what are you doing this morning? Crying? Eating cake? Crying while eating cake? <laughs> no, I probably passed that point now. That was a good eight or nine hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, probably a cry yourself to sleep, wake up kind of thing. So I'd just be trying to get uh, kind of what's the buzz in the city. Sure. We're, we're obviously in like a kind of state of dismay, and as am I, so perhaps with that candle out and the whole I don't know what the fate of my brother is I have a little bit of that like blind by rage maybe like forming a vendetta in the early uh, stages of that so I guess just trying to hear more prominently like what the captain and just anyone that has some form of authority obviously the people in the slums as I know is just going to be like hearsay <laughs> sure so you're skulking around the more important places in the city yeah. with a nascent vendetta in your mind so caught up in your thoughts of revenge and perhaps glory that you fail to notice the approaching presence of the attacker until you receive a sharp blow between your shoulder blades it sends you tumbling to the grass it's charity white grass yay yeah i stand up dust myself off all right what's the big idea she looks and like everyone in the village looks this morning miserable wild angry her curls are slick with sweat and plastered down to her head, and she says, I know this is your fault somehow. Whatever this is, Charity, I'm not in the mood. 
your brother was the Chandler and then he went away and probably got eaten by a wolf and probably that wolf wanted to come back to the village and eat the can- candle and... I'm turning around the walk away, seething probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just run away instead of facing the mess that you helped make. I can't wait for the day when you try to hop that wall and you fall into Sammy Todd's mouth. Maybe I will. Good. Fuck you, Charity. <laughs> <laughs> she scoffs. Little rat. She, she turns around and leaves. She just wanted to believe you so like Charity. No. She's awful. <laughs> you are towards the village uh, center now, and you see... Keon and Juniper head toward the front door of the tower. And if you're looking for interesting people or important people to see what the plan is, that radiates that. And not too long after, Naola heads back toward the tower, leading Elgriff, who is a portly fellow with a wild gray beard and striking blue eyes. It's only one entrance, right? Mm-hmm. So oh. no, in for a penny, in for a pound, I'm just going to try and sneak in. Sneak in through the front door of the tower? Yeah, and, <laughs> and then if I get caught, the plan is to just be like, oh, I got lost. <laughs> I got lost in this town I've lived you, in my whole life. What are you going to do, put me in juvie? Huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, roll a stealth check. Like I ain't ever been there before. <laughs> what does he need to get? Stealth check. 20. That's 16. Okay, 16. You walk up to the front door of the tower, and you hear the familiar cough of Captain Alvera behind you. Not a good day for people coming up from behind you. Mateo. Not today, Cap. I want to hold the door closed. Like, I assume you have to pull it open, and I'm just going to hold it. I don't know if you've talked to each other since you were aware of each other's presence at the scene last night. Oh, right. Doesn't change my attitude. I need to go in there. I'm sorry. Did Anisha call for you? Yes. Get out of here. I leave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you think you're a part of this meeting, Captain Alvera? Uh... No. It's not, yeah, it sounds like it's like a more magical Yeah, no, but I am going to stand by the door. Sorry, Mateo. What's the surrounding area like? Um, so there's the tower. There's like a short path that leads kind of to the village center. So yeah, the village center is a sort of paved circular area. To the north across a manicured lawn stands Yulakon's Manor. Um, less than 100 feet to the west stands the tower. They both have small paths that lead back to the village center. In the southwest corner of the village center, there is the Chandlery, and that's not too far from the town halls. Okay. Uh, as I'm walking away, I'm going to turn back around to face the captain. With my hand in my pouch, I'm going to be like, Cap. Mateo. Um, so you heard what was going on last night, yeah? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I heard your voice, and so you must, you must know what happened, right? Can I, can I tell you something? Yes, Mateo. Very well. I, I just, I don't want anyone to hear. Can you come a bit closer, please? Get out of here! I'm still going to try and say sorry, Cap, and try and smack you across the head with a crowbar. With a crowbar? <laughs> well, I caught on sooner than that. <laughs> I think I'll still get a shot with the crowbar, Yeah, go for it, but I'm ready. <laughs> Take a disadvantage, oh, you No hard. I don't hearts. think you're just, just your regular No combat. hard at all. <laughs> don't even want to. Crowbar is a strength-based weapon. Yeah, that's 17. 17. Okay. Is this like a piece of metal? Yeah, it's like a crowbar, crowbar. What is your intention? To knock her unconscious. I don't really care if she's 
bloodied from it. Still said sorry, so to me, that's good enough. Do you think this blow knocks you unconscious? Crowbar to the head? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Yes? Uh, I returned the bread that you gave to me uh, yesterday. So okay. Trying to apologize, and I go inside. Normally, the kind of one major chamber of the tower is uh, pretty open and easy to see whoever's in there, but Anisha and the apprentices have pulled up a small table with a few chairs, and they're all facing each other and not really paying attention to the comings and goings at the door. So um, I'd say you could probably find like a brazier or tapestry or potted plant behind which to lurk, if that is your intention. Yeah, as close as I can get while being hidden. A nice, happy balance between not going to be seen and being able to hear what's going on. The potted plant, then. Okay, potted plant. Elgriff says, uh, well, Tower Master, <coughs> this is me, Elgriff. Hope I don't have to say too much today, because it hurts my throat. This is a dire situation indeed. Of course, without the ability to enter Eulicon's manor, it will be difficult for me to ascertain any arcane means of repairing the situation. Of course you understand. My, my apprentice uh, had, had a thought, you know, that perhaps the secret, the recipe to rebuild the candle lies within the manor, so is there any way to undo the wards, to get through them? Keon says... Well, they were set up in Ulicon's time, and I don't know who would have the knowledge of how to reverse the wards. He was a secretive man. Right, but if you are knowledgeable about magic, can you not learn from what is there and reverse engineer it? Elgriff laughs, and he says, <laughs> Well, Tower Keeper, you think I have yet to try? That's the first thing I did when I came across this village, was try to get my fat little fingers into that house, but it's locked up tighter than a folksy metaphor in my vocabulary. Okay, well, I understand that you're a teacher, and do you have any promising students? Maybe they need a project. Promising? I mean, I'm, I'm the teacher, and, and I couldn't do it, is what I'm saying. So if you're implying that one of my students that I teach how to make a stone glow is going to have the skill and ability to get inside this manor, that's, uh, well, I'll pretend you meant it kindly. I just figured more minds together would make more progress. I don't pretend to understand magic. Well, no, and nor should you. Keon says... I don't know if this is a very productive conversation. It's clear that Elgriff can't get us into the manor, and the manor probably has what we need, so what is there to it? And Keon, you have no further insight into how to reignite, reassemble the candle? Whatever magic existed there that allowed us to power the sympathy candles as well is gone. I don't know if it's gone permanently, but for now, I tried all morning to make a new sympathy candle, and I got nowhere, and I don't know what to do about that. I speak up, and I say, You saw it get destroyed, didn't you? How, how did she do it? She produced a wand, and it 
exploded it into thousands of pieces. Oh yes, wands. Great for explosions. <laughs> Can you maybe assess the damage and at least get some insight from how it was destroyed to maybe put it back together? I suppose I could take a look, but I'm not sure if <clears throat> simply restoring the pieces of the candle would be enough to restore the enchantment. You understand that a, it was more than just a matter of making an oversized novelty candle and kind of letting it rip. Ulicon worked many layers of potent magic into each single particle of the wax that makes up the high candle. But do, do we know that, or is that just what people say? Well, we don't have any concrete proof either way. I don't even know if all the pieces can be recovered. Some of them look like they were blasted to smithereens. I saw one in the grass outside. <sighs> that is how explosions work, I suppose. Yes, explosions. It is a conundrum, certainly. So, what I'm thinking, I'm not saying this out loud... Express that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ulicon was a very powerful wizard, capable of great magics, and um, there are very few people who know the details or the hows of how Ulicon did what he did. Mm-hmm. Mateo, are you just listening in? I'm assuming that uh, I'm, I might actually want to leave soon, because... Alvarez oh, oh, is gonna be up. Then gonna be awake. Yeah. You're going to juvie. Whatever. It's uh, it's possible that um, one of the apprentices pipes up and and asks like, well, what about Selway? He went into the thicket. Why can't you say that? Because <laughs> I'm distraught. <laughs> and the children, the children, with. Come up with the ideas. Okay. They're smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) What about Selway? Didn't she go into the forest? She's a lady. Didn't Selway go into the forest? Yes, that is that is how the story goes. Well, surely um, Selway is no longer. I mean, nothing was ever confirmed, but it was quite a many years ago. But if anyone would know how the candle works. Can I come to now and bang on the door? Can I'll let you tell me. Yes, but Juniper, can you make an insight insight check first? Mm-hmm. Uh, 17, 18. Okay. You get the sense that Keon is not telling the complete truth when he says those things. Okay. Captain Alvera, you come to with like a cartoon uh, lump on your noggin that has little birds flying around it. Ouch. Alright. I like to sneak farther away. Good morning. I believe you are harboring a fugitive. Come on in. Has anyone seen Mateo in here? When they when they come in, where's the door? Do they go past? Do I have a, a route? There's the door back out from once you came, and there's the stairs going up to the next floor. I want to get as far away now from it, but still be able to see. I can read lips from afar, so I want to do that. But even if I, if I gotta do like a sneak check or something, that's fine. But if they search this like large, mostly empty room, they'll find you in like a matter of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I try and <laughs> go upstairs. Deeper. Can I see that? <laughs> well, he can make another stealth roll. I can't. Nothing. Nothing. 
Uh, that is 11. The rustle of leaves behind the previously still ficus gives... Do ficuses have leaves? Yeah. Gives away the presence of Mateo as uh, Anisha opens the door of the tower. And I guess I start running up the stairs. <laughs> okay. Can I... Do you guys have, like, a lock on your door? Like, the inside of the front door? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll lock it. Sorry for the disruption. Run upstairs. A paint can comes flying from a rope. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is a home alone. On the second floor, there's like a small space. There's the apprentice's bedroom, and there is a storage room. I'll go for the storage room. The storage room is full of like mundane supplies to keep Anisha and the apprentices alive. Um, extra chunks of like wax and stuff. A rope. I don't know. There's not much getting away. Uh, can is there anything I can bar the door with? Yeah, you can put, like, a barrel in front of the door. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, you come up and see the door shut and, like, well, the sound of scraping. When the door doesn't open, I'm just gonna wait downstairs and listen to this meeting, I guess. In this storage room, if you are very, very quiet and press your ear directly to the floor, you can kind of make out some of the words of what's happening in the meeting below. I'll take it, I guess. And now, um, Keon is saying, I, I don't know what better choice we'd have than to just search through the forest endlessly. I mean, no one knows where Selway went, or if she's alive, or... I mean, if she is alive, she could be anywhere. I think. The... The perp. The perp. Okay. CSI. (laughs) Went over the old wall and destroyed it a little bit. I don't think they were particularly careful if we could track them maybe we could at least get some answers explosions are messy yes so if that is this particular arcanist's specialty perhaps they've left a trail of destruction I am assembling a town to weave the walls I think that would be a fine place to start oh the um well the merchants the merchants? They want to leave. I mean, naturally, I can't blame them. I don't know how kindly they'd take to it, but it would be the safest way to travel in the forest. In numbers, of course. Maybe you could hitch a ride. Who says this? Keon. Hmm. Not Elgriff. <laughs> or Seth. <laughs> I contain multitudes. Let's take a few of them. A few of who? The merchants. All the merchants are leaving. No, the lady with brandy's not leaving. Oh, they will. All the merchants want to leave, except for Chop, the last guy with the horses, because his plan was to breed one of his horses with one of Stevenitis's horses. Well, it would be my preference to take Granny and Ogren. Ogden. Ogden. Ogman. Ogman. But uh, the brandy lady has some time to do. Well, that's that's not really any of my concern. It was just a suggestion. Fair, fair suggestion. Um, Juniper. Yes. Since I don't think we could conceivably continue with your apprenticeship. Well, don't make me spell it out. Am I fired? Like a little. Uh, until it gets the, we fix the candle. And maybe if you work on your skills a little bit, too, that would help. Which I can't do until we fix the candle. He's saying you're bad. Let's go. Well, okay. I don't like that, um, one bit. 
I also don't, I'm not super fond of this, where he did this. No, <laughs> it all kind of came out at once. I look at all of that and I say, well, do you need help? Well, do you have any skills? She's great with a scraper. I'll take it. Let's go. I will be taking Mateo with me as well. I don't trust him in the city without me. You're, you're uh, abducting a boy? <laughs> Think of the caravan as moving guard barracks. I, I think we should consult with someone. I don't think you can just take a boy out of the village <laughs> without his consent. Yeah. It is I'm still upstairs. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Oh. It's a shame that there's not really a tower to keep. Otherwise, I would suggest bringing Mateo on as an apprentice. What are you saying? I thought we were your apprentices. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. And you Why is everyone getting fired? <laughs> I'm not dismissing anyone. This work is very meditative, and it's good for building discipline. I was a lot like Mateo many years ago, if you would believe it. Well, why don't we just ask him what he would like to do? That seems to be the sensible approach. Well, why don't, uh... Come down here, boy! I... I will... I will go upstairs. I have quiet feet. Hi, Mateo. It's Anisha. Hi. Currently, maybe you can hear, uh, there's some discussion around your future in this town. And thought you would like to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. Would you like to come out? Bring the cap up here. I can tell your your relationship is maybe strained. Would you rather talk to me? No offense, I think that the cap can only provide what I need. I have no idea what that means. So I go downstairs and I just gesture up the stairs for Olivet to go and chat. Cap, is that you? Mateo, you have three options. No, 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 listen, here's how it is. Okay, I heard what your your idea was, and I'm interested. Okay, let's talk. But I want some stuff, all right? I want a sword. No, 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 I want a rapier. Mateo, this is not a negotiation. No, 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 I want a rapier. You get... You can start with a dagger. What's the big deal? I just want to, I just want to rape you, all right? I'm, I'm fond of them. I'm more skilled. Than, I, you, okay. I heard what they were saying. They're saying okay. that you can't take me anywhere if I don't want to go. Okay, and I, I want to go if I get a rapier. I came the last time, so your character has to came this time. <laughs> Why is that the rule on 15? This is really frustrating. <laughs> all right, two daggers. Fine. I want cool armor. Stop, stop. I'm gonna die. I'm, I'm a child. I can't. I can't even <laughs> roll this anymore. It's annoying. <laughs> Cap, <laughs> which demands would you reasonably see yourself conceding to? I fully intend to give him everything once he proves he's not gonna kill me with them. So I reasonably see myself only giving him a little bit at a time, because in my mind, this is me effectively giving him a better out than jail. Did you get my bread cap? Yes, Mateo. I'm, I'm sorry about hitting you in the head with a crowbar or a piece of wood, whichever it was. <laughs> is, did I, is your head feeling better? I tried to fix it. 
Not bad, eh? I could take on the captain of the guard. You're definitely gonna want me on your team, huh? I can't, I can't, I can't. Let's go, Mateo. Creak! I hope that's how I open the door. Yes. <laughs> Shifting dynamics. Captain Alvarez stands over you with a stern expression, a lump on her head, and uh, a real sense of no bullshit in the eyes. You hear the door open downstairs, and you hear the voice of the guard, Toby. Captain? Give me a second, Mateo. Captain, we should go to the gate now. The merchants really want to leave. Okay, let's go. You head toward the gate, and Nisha, is that the end of your meeting? Yeah, the experts don't know, so... Fuck if I know. Okay. Keon heads back to the Chandler. Do you want to talk to him? Yeah, I run over and I stop him. I know I'm not... I know the last apprentice guy you had. I know he was, like, some kind of wonderkind. And I know that I might be a bit slow to getting the whole patience thing down. But even if you had to fire me, did you have to do it in that situation where there was all those people? And what, what, was, what was up with that? Juniper, I've tried to be as patient and as pleasant as I possibly could be during your apprenticeship here, but, and I don't mean for this to sound harsh, perhaps with time we could have developed your skills further, perhaps with time we could have completed your apprenticeship, but now there is no time because there is no candle. I need to figure out how I'm going to replace the main lighting system for the central travel route of the thicket, and I don't need any distractions while I do that. Okay, um, question number two is why were you lying in there? I don't know what you're talking about. You said some shit about Selway that, I don't know, was... I, that was kind of bullshit, wasn't it? Why was What were you doing? Why, why did you lie? Well, I didn't lie, but I don't know the truth. I don't know where Selway is. If Selway is. You don't know if Selway is? Alive. It oh. was 150 years ago. Well, yeah, that's fair. I thought you meant, like, it existed at all when you said if. Well, I hope she existed. That would be real bad otherwise. Real bad. So that's it? That's all it was? That was... You just don't, you just don't know? Can I roll an insight check? Yeah. Um, 18, 19. As soon as you mentioned the previous apprentice, his expression got very dark. And um, he's kind of facing away from you as he talks. And he all says... Right. Look, I think it's just for the best if you maybe have some time and distance to yourself to think about um, what you would like to do and, and I'll think about what I would like to do and then we can think about it separately. Alright, so I walk around him so that he's looking at me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so confrontational this week. <laughs> I am exploitative, entitled, and impatient. Hell yeah, let me hear it. <laughs> what I want is to get my position back and I want to get that candle back working so you don't have to worry about the stupid lighting system because we'll have a light. It's fine. And I also want to know what you're hiding because I know it's something. Well, and that's a very uh, nice way to speak to 
You just fired me in front of like eight <laughs> people. That was ridiculous. There were children. Anyway, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to go on this mission with these caravan people and find those people. And you're going to sit tight while I fix this mess. Um, you should roll an intimidation check. He looks at you and he says, well, now you sound just a little bit like Felix. I wish you the best of luck, Juniper. You're going to need it. I huff and I storm away. Okay. At the gate, the merchant caravan is lined up. All their horses have been returned. Their wagons have been repaired as crudely and quickly as they can overnight. And the people are itching to leave. They are... Gwyn and Almakova are standing there sort of like, we should wait until we get the proper... And they're like, open this gate right now. Or else it's like a kidnapping. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Um... Because you've got some real martial law tendencies. And you and Mateo walk up and see this kerfuffle. I'd like to stop all the merchants before they leave and say, if you would like to go now, you can go now. If you would like to go with our party, we will provide you protection the way back out of the thicket. Barth uh, walks up to you. She says, uh, hell, yeah. We could use all the protection we can get. You want to take Chob's wagon? Hell, yeah. Let's take it. All right, which wagon do I get? Which one am I protected? Who's this? A new recruit. Looks a little small to be a recruit. I don't mean any malice by that. I'm quite short myself. The name's Barth. He doesn't speak much, does he? <laughs> no. Yeah, I do barf. I give him a little flick on the head. Ow. Oh. This is Mateo. You sure you want to take him into the thicket? Seems a little, uh, green. We're gonna fix that. Hope he doesn't die. And... Two people are jogging down the path toward the merchant caravan. One is Juniper. I think that's fair. Yeah. She has hastily packed a rucksack um, with a dagger poking out, and she runs up just... All right, I'm coming. Who are you again? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, let's go. Great. Oh, that was easy. Okay. And the second person who runs up is Seth. Um... He is tearing down the street because he knows he's not supposed to be here. And he says, if everyone else can go on a cool big adventure, then I get to go too because I can help bring back the candle because I'm an apprentice of the Tower Keeper. How old are you, like 10? How old are you, like 12 to 16? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 15 and I'm going to get a dagger. Can I get a dagger? Hey, shut, you shut up. Get in the caravan. I already have a dagger, so you know. Okay. What? I wanted like No way! That was like eight, right? Yeah. Completely useless. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna like <laughs> like firemen fireman carry him on my back and like like walk him back towards the tower. Okay. Seth ran out of the tower. What did you do? After everybody has left, I I look at Naola and I tell her, you know what? What? I'm really sick of not knowing the answer to anybody's question. It does bother me as well. So, there is no candle to keep, and therefore no tower to keep. So, you are, well, in charge of the tower, I suppose. I am leaving. You're leaving? I'm leaving. You haven't been out of this tower since you were 14 years old. You haven't been outside? I know. 
It's dangerous, especially now. Well, I have trained you to be patient and self-aware and to use your body as a weapon if need be. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I was more literally worried about you. Right. But as your teacher, I am not without skill. Do you remember what grass is? It's green yeah. stuff. It's on the ground. <laughs> I have eyes. I can see grass. That's a start, I guess. <laughs> and um, Captain Alvera walks up with Seth pounding ineffectively on the back of her <laughs> chainmail. Master Anisha, they said I couldn't go on the adventure. Master Anisha knows you can't go. That's right, Seth. It's not time for your adventure yet. You have much to learn. I want a dagger. Well, you can work up to that. But (laughs) for now, Naola is in charge, and I trust the two of you will, you know, do all the learning you can while I'm away. Seth bursts into tears and runs upstairs to his room. Naola turns to you and, with a very serious expression, bows. And then she heads upstairs after him. I'm starting to walk away. I follow you. I don't, I don't like, own anything, really. And you step through the doorway <clears throat> of the tower, by which Tower Hill is named, and your feet land on the dirt road for the first time in years. And you can smell all of the smells of the village, of horse manure, of grass blowing in the breeze, the green stuff on the ground, flowers blossoming over in hilltop, the bakery down the street. You've smelled fresh-ish bread, warmish bread, but this is bread straight out of the oven. And you blink and you squint and you pull back as Captain Alvera leads the way and you walk down the path overstimulated by sights and sounds and smells and colors and light. You've lived your whole life, essentially, by candlelight until today. And you make it all the way down the street, a straight shot past the stable, where Jorgen is staring mouth agape as he sees you outside of the tower for the first time, to the barracks, where Almakova and Gwyn are trying to explain to the three townkeepers what in the name of all that is glorious is going on. And you climb up, onto the steps of the wagon and you slide inside the compartment and you see across from you a sulking teenage boy who is playing with a dagger you see a young woman with a tattoo on her face nervously clutching a pair of earrings that her mother ran up and slipped to her before the wagon door closed and then the conversation outside ceases you hear the huge rattling rustling sound of the gates being swung open and Captain Olivet Alvera swings into the wagon with you. The horses pick up into a trot. You can hear the bells of their reins start to jangle, and you leave Tower Hill. Thanks for listening to the second episode of Many Realms, the second part of our Tallow campaign. Thank you so much for joining us. 
We are a brand new podcast and we are thrilled to have you as part of our journey. Thank you for spreading the word to support the show. We do not advertise anywhere except on social media posts. So if you see those, please share them. Please tell your friends about this brand new podcast if you liked it or if you didn't like it, tell them about it anyway. Would you be so kind? We've got a lot more episodes coming up, um, a few more parts in the Tallow arc, and then some really exciting stuff planned around the corner then. So buckle in.